And I want to show you a massive scripture from Matthew chapter 24. These are the words of Jesus. Uh, very, very important words because Jesus is describing and defining and explaining the end times. Uh, what the heck are the end times? Well, the end times started, according to the book of Acts chapter 2, the, the last days, the end times, began at the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So in Acts chapter 2, the last days began. But now Jesus is talking about a season right before his second coming. Um, a, a moment of a very intense uh, spiritual activity. Um, Paul would call this in Romans 8, birthing pains, right, right, before, the, right before the second coming of Christ. And, and we're really in those. There's wars and rumors of wars. Man, we're seeing that like crazy. There's, there's pestilence and plagues. We've experienced that and are experiencing that. There's, there's weird signs in the heavens. In other words, weird weather and stuff like that. And, and so we don't, uh, we don't find our theology in the newspaper, okay, ever, uh, ever. We never do that, okay? Uh, I never preach with a newspaper in hand. I preach with a Bible in hand. Amen. But when you read Matthew 24, you, you do see things that are happening right now in our day. And um, a lot of times we try to find the real, um, I don't know, like over the top signs of the last days. Uh, and we ignore maybe to me the more important ones like this. Jesus said in Matthew 24, and then, so then in the last days, many will be offended. Check that out. Just, just think about that. Like, this is going to be one of the feelings and emotions, and it's going to be the climate of the last days, offended. Uh, he would also say in Luke 21 that many will be terrified. So we're going to have, like, high fear and high offense. Wow, is that not where we're at right now? Many will be offended. Now look what it leads to. Watch the progression. And will betray one another. Yeah. We're going to give up on each other. Literally, mean, uh, betray means to hand one over to an enemy. Wow. We're just going to give up on people. We're going we're gonna to hate people. We're going we're gonna to be angry with people. And we're not going to believe the best and give them to God. We're going to give them to an enemy. Yeah. And we'll hate one another. So there's a progression. There's offense. There's betrayal. There's hate. And watch this. This is such a key. Verse 11. And many false prophets will rise up. So now there's going to be a spiritual voice pouring fuel on the fire of offense. Oh, man. I'm already preaching. I've been going like five minutes, but I'm already preaching. Watch this. Watch this. There will, be, there will be spiritual voices. They're not God voices. They're false prophets, but they're spiritual voices that now are going to pour fuel on the offense. They're going to rise up. They're going to deceive many. Lawlessness will abound, and the love of many will grow cold. And, and so we, we read that. We don't give up. We don't read that and go, well, I guess that's it. No, we read that and go, okay, Jesus is telling us what not to do. And he's telling us a spirit that we're going to have to resist. Let me show you one more text. Romans chapter 12, Romans 12 chapter, uh, excuse me, Romans chapter 12, verse 17. Never pay back evil with more evil. 
Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. Watch that. You're honorable. The, the person might not be honorable. You're honorable. Let's all say that out loud. Say, I am honorable. Come on, one more time. I'm honorable. Now watch verse 18. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. All right, here's my, here's my last question of this series. I've asked you eight questions over the last eight weeks. Here's my last one. Who told you to stay offended? Who told you to stay offended? I told you to stay offended. Lord, help us to hear this word and to get free from offense in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Come on, amen. say amen. All right, I want to hear you. Okay. Offense is an interesting emotion um, because you, you never know when, when something or someone is going to offend you. And you don't know when that thing's just going to hit you. You don't know when, like, a word's going to hit you funny. Y'all ever, like, you never know when a, when a post is going to hit you weird. You never know when a comment's going to get you sideways. Um, and so it's an, it's an interesting thought because, <clears throat> excuse me, they're, like they're always going to be popping into your life. Like they're always just going to be showing up. They're always going to be knocking at your door. Jesus talked about that in Luke 17. He said, offenses are going to come. They're just going to, they're just going to have a way. And it could come from a spouse. It could come from a child. It could come from a parent, a friend, a coworker, a boss, whatever. Uh, they, they can just kind of out of nowhere show up. And when you are feeling that offense, it's not always mentally justifiable. So I, I talked last week about death by paper cuts. You, you, you feel bad for feeling bad. Sometimes when that offense comes, it's like, man, why, why do I feel this way? You know, and you're, you're, then you're kind of frustrated. You're not only frustrated at the person who offended you, you're frustrated at yourself. And you're, you're having to deal with these real emotions and these real feelings. Proverbs 14.10 gives us some wisdom. It says, each heart knows its own bitterness. That means that two people who go through the same situation will not feel the same things. Because yeah. yeah. we all have our own history. And we bring our own baggage into every storm. Yeah. Right? We've talked about this before. We have our trauma and our drama and our daddy and our mama. <laughs> we got our junk, right? And we're all carrying it. And you don't know how much you're carrying <clears throat> until you face a moment and then go, well, why did that hit me? Well, it's because each one knows its own bitterness. And no one else can fully share its joy. That's, that's why things that make you happy may not make other people happy. You got to just be okay with that because you only know your pain and you only know your joy. Okay, so um, this is why you could share feelings that you're having with someone and they look at you and go, you should just get over it. Have you ever been there? And it's like, wow, thank you for that advice. That was really, that was really helpful, real deep. No, no, no. You, I don't know why I'm feeling this. You should pray about that. Yeah. I, yeah, I know I should, you know, you know, the Bible says I, I get it. I know the scripture. I don't know why that hit me so hard. I don't know why that hit me sideways. I don't know why that made me so happy. Right. But either way, only I know my own bitterness. Only I know my own joy. You have to get at peace with that, by the way. Or people will continue to disappoint you. 
you'll be so happy and someone won't be able to share at your level and you'll get mad at them. And you can't resent people for not celebrating your victory the way you celebrate it because it's your victory. Uh, we should try, right? Like, especially if you're in a marriage, we should try to celebrate each other's victories, but it's, you're never going to be able to at, at its full expression. And you also can't be mad at people for not feeling the pain like you feel it. Because only your heart knows it. And that's okay. And it's actually going to be something you're going to have to mature in. I'm talking about offense. I know where I'm going. I'm not lost. I know I'm taking a long time to get there. But I hope you feel that. I hope you feel that. Um, I want to I go a little further with offense. You might have a reason to be offended, but we cannot have a right to be offended. I want to talk about this. Um, because offense is not right, therefore I don't have a right. <laughs> See, we want to we wanna take up justification for the offense and the hate and the betrayal, but it's never right. Here's why, because offense is only gonna harm me. And then once it harms me, I harm those around me. You, you can't hide a bitter root. The scripture calls bitterness a root. You can't hide it, why? It'll, it will eventually grow. Now it may hang under the surface for years, but it will eventually break the surface. And once it does, it no longer just harms you, it harms everyone. That's why I can't stay offended because if I'm offended, I will eventually betray. Man, this is so important. Man, I can't believe they did that to me. They were offended before they did that to you. I can't believe they turned on me. Like I can't believe they hate me. They were offended before they betrayed and before they hated. By the way, you'll be offended before you betray and hate. That's why I have to stop it at offense. All right. It was a really long intro. I'm going to get moving. I'm going to get moving. Number one, offense is a trap. Offense is a trap. Offense, literally offended here in the Greek language, is a Greek word called scandalon. Let's all learn some Greek together. Everyone say scandalon. Scandalon is a Greek word that means uh, a trap. It's literally an animal trap. Now, here's the thing about a scandal on this trap. It would not kill the animal. It would just hold the animal. So you're alive, but you're stuck. And it, it's literally these, these, maybe these traps you've seen on cartoons, you know, from the, from the 60s or whatever, these bear traps that they step in it and it and you're alive, but you're stuck. You're, you're alive, but you can't move. Because what offense does is offense keeps you in a moment. Wow. Yeah. And you can't move from it. Yep. So you're living, but you're stuck. You're breathing, but you're stuck. You're alive, but you're stuck. Why can't I move forward? That's why there will be people today. It's August 2023, but your mind is in 2017. Your mind is in 1994. Your mind is in 1972. You're, you're, you're stuck because you've, you've been trapped by scandal on. You've, 
you've taken, I'm, I'm thinking of the words of John Bevere, you've taken the bait of Satan. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've reached out for that, for that little piece of food in the trap and boom, it got you. And that's why I have to be ruthless about offense in my heart. Because the moment I stay offended, I'm stuck in that moment. And I can't move forward. And emotionally I'm stuck and mentally I'm stuck and maybe physically I get stuck in that, in that space. Because I, I haven't, I, I can only go as far as I'm healthy and I can only go as far as I'm free and I can only go as far as I'm healed. Man. So Jesus says many will be offended. Many will be stuck in scandal on. Isn't that where we're at? Outrage mobs, cancel culture, constantly fighting on social media. Man, we say things on social media we would never say to someone's face. Just think about it. Now, we would never say it to their face, but we felt the emotion when we typed it. See, like before social media, we would watch the news. It was, it was one hour in the evening. Like for all you young people out there, maybe you don't understand. There was this thing called the nightly news. And it was one hour with, with commercials. It was about 40 minutes. And you would get kind of the highlights of the day. And, and there might be a story that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. But it was over in three minutes and then you went to bed. Yeah. Now we wake up and we just Read it all day, all day, all day, all day. That's why many will be offended. See, uh, Daniel talks about in the last days there would be a boom of knowledge, a, a technology boom. Jesus says there will be a boom of offense. Well, they're connected. Because now I got Twitter, now I got Threads or X, whatever it's called now. I got Threads, I got Instagram, I got TikTok, I got, I got Facebook. I got, I got constant information of the worst possible view of what's happening and you go I believe all that's true okay fine I don't I'm not here to talk about how you get your news what I'm here to talk about is it's bad and it's constant or maybe in the past it was bad but it was 40 minutes now it's bad and it doesn't stop um and I want, I want to challenge you with that too. Don't get addicted. Don't get addicted to the outrage of our day. Um, psychologists are actually calling this outrage addiction. People are actually living in this thing called outrage addiction. We're, we're feeling the, the dopamine blast of, the, of that moment. And it's like, give me more, give me more. We may even hate it, but it's just like, give me more, give me more, give me more. And um, psychologists and therapists are saying, you got to run from this trend. You got to get offline more. You, you don't need so much information constantly hitting you. And your brain starts to literally be addicted to the bad news. Many will be offended. Many will be trapped. Offense keeps me trapped in a memory, in a moment, in an emotion, in a season of trauma, and I can't leave that place. Offense is a fence. Offense is a fence. Offense, O-F-F-E-N-S-E, is 
Wait, did I spell that right? Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> is a fence, F-E-N-C-E. It's a yep. fence. Sorry, I have a G-E-D. Sometimes I spell things and I go, did I spell that right? It's a fence. In other words, it's going to keep you trapped. And then we end up living behind our fence. And we throw stones over our fence. And we're mad at anyone who isn't on our side of the fence. A fence is a trap. And Jesus says, many people will stay in a fence. Now, let me, let me, just, let me just say this. A fence is a moment. So you feel it, you feel the emotion of it, you feel the pain of it, you feel the offense is a moment. Offended is a choice. I can be very honest about how I'm feeling and about what's going on and about the reality of the moment, but to stay offended, that's a choice. That, see, watch that. Jesus didn't say in the last days there would be offensive things happening in the world. No, he said in the last days, many would be offended. People just living mad, finding reasons. Okay, so I, I, have to, I have to push against that trap. And hopefully at this point in the message, we're 20 minutes in, someone's going, how? Okay, good. Here's number two. Check your circle. Circle check, circle check, circle check. You got to check your circle. Um. Many false prophets will rise and deceive many. So there's now going to be voices encouraging and fanning the flame and pouring fuel on the fire of offense. And they're not just going to be YouTube preachers or TikTok preachers or social media preachers, even though there's plenty of them and they're trash. Because there's always going to be an audience. Um, you got to be careful with, with, with these guys that they, they build large audiences around our weaknesses. Are we watching that all over? Man, that preacher just keeps it real. Is that what you, do you need real or do you need truth? We are, we are. Uh, and and Tim, uh, Paul warns Timothy about this in 2 Timothy 3. He says, they will heap up for themselves false teachers. Yeah. Wow. They will. The people will. Mm -hmm. You know why there's all these false teachers in America? Because we crave it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what I want to hear, preacher. Tell me they're the problem. Mm -hmm. Tell me I'm the victim. Wow. <laughs> I saw this preacher the other day say, uh, God removed them from your life because he heard what they were saying behind your back. And I thought, what a way to feed. What if God removed them from your life because you're mean? Like, what if it's me? What if I'm the problem? Maybe. But see, you're not going to build an audience. I ain't going to go viral for that, right? There's no vi virality in that. Our social media team can't pull this clip and it's going to go viral when I say you're the issue. People are going to pass. But if I go, you're the victim, they're wrong, they're evil, they were a Judas, you're Jesus. Yes, pastor. Like, 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 like. Because we, we want to hear this. And Jesus said these false, I'm not saying that 
these preachers all the time are, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to pick fights with preachers. I'm trying to say, I don't think they're always trying to deceive, but it's, it's coming from carnality instead of spiritual maturity. Now, there are the false prophets of like that, but there's another false prophet. Look at this, Matthew 7, 15. Beware of false prophets who come in sheep's clothing. Okay, time out. Not shepherd's clothing. Sheep's clothing. So there are going to be false prophets in shepherd's clothing, but there's also going to be false prophets in sheep's clothing. When I say check your circle, I'm talking about you can have people who are going all around you, but they're actually separating you from God's call and God's plan for your life. They're not shepherds, they're sheep. They, they look like sheep, but they're false prophets. They, they, they have sheep's clothing on, but are inwardly ravenous wolves. So, so sometimes false prophets do show up in shepherd's clothing, sometimes in sheep's clothing. So it is very important to surround yourself with the right people who are pushing you to God, to community, to the word, to truth, to healing, to responsibility, to maturity. And if that means your friend circle has to go from 20 to 3, awesome. But, but we, wanna, we want the right people in our life that are pushing us up, not out. Up, not out. Paul writes to Titus and he says, warn a divisive person once. Warn him a second time. But after that, have nothing to do with them. Some of you need to look at some people in your life and go, hey, we're not going to be divisive anymore. Yeah, good. And then the next time it happens, we go, hey, that's the second time. We're not going to do it. And the third time we go, I got to move on. Yeah, very good. Wow. good. We, I'm, I'm just telling you, it will, there are plenty of voices all around that want to feed the offense. I was singing about a story about uh, Jensen because um, I'm going to be with him this weekend. And, and so I was just thinking about good memories. I was sharing uh, I was at coffee with a pastor yesterday. We are talking good memories of Jensen. and um, There was a, a minister who really had it out for me um, and really tried to destroy my life. Tried to, he was calling pastors and telling them what a bad person I am and it was wild. It was, it was wild, and it was unexpected, and it was out of nowhere. And one of the people that this man called was Jensen. And so he told me, he told Jensen all these terrible things about me that weren't true, so Jensen called me. And he goes, hey, he's saying this. What do you say? And, man, I pushed I push back on everything. I mean, I was crying. I was broken. I just I couldn't believe this happening. But I, I pushed back. I, I manned up, and I said, nope, that's a lie. Here's what happened. That's a lie. Here's what happened. That's a lie. And he goes, okay. So then he called that man back and they had a conversation and then he called me back. But here was this convo with me. He goes, okay, I believe you. I said, good, I'm glad you believe me. It's tr I'm telling the truth. And he goes, okay. And then he said, and we're not gonna talk about this ever again. That was 2013. He said, it's over. I believe you, forgive him. We're not talking about it anymore. 
Where, why was he saying that? Because he knew that if, if in my immaturity, now 10 years ago, I would have kept picking at that wound. I would have kept talking about that wound. I'd have kept, I would have kept the convo going. I would have kept the wound open. And, and what he was saying, we're not going to talk about it. Can I tell you 10 years later, we have never gone back to that conversation. That was his maturity, not mine, because I was ready to, I was ready to start a blog, you know, 10 years ago. I was ready to start a blog, you know, I was going to start blogging about people. He goes, it's over. We're moving on. Weren't a divisive person. I wasn't trying to be divisive, right? He, what, he was speaking, though, to an immaturity in my heart. I think he could pick it up, and he went, we're done. I believe you. We're done. So if I believe you, it's over. Forgive him. It's over. And I went, okay. And can I tell you, something in me just went, boom, yeah, all right. We never talked about it again. And there's, there's something about this. Check your circle. And you've got to have some people in your life that can go, that's enough. Forgive. Stop talking about it. Stop keeping it open. We love you. Cut it out. That's, that was your past. This is your future. Let's move into your future. Check your circle. Check your circle. I, I, I don't preach this message because I had so much authority. I preach this message because I got around right people that, that pushed me up into maturity and healing. And I'm here today with a lot of authority, not because of my own holiness, but because of my circle. Lastly, if we're going to be free from offense, remember, offense is a moment, but offended. If we're going to get free from offended, if we're going to get free from that that stronghold, that lie of just, I'm going to be angry forever. this This is the hardest point. An apology is not required. An apology is not required. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honorable. I'm a person of honor, even if they're not a person of honor. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. This is is not a scripture saying to be a doormat, to be trampled on to stay in abuse, to to justify any form of emotional abuse, physical abuse, spiritual, of course not. But you're going to have to leave and be peaceable for your own sake. Sometimes you got to leave a relationship and be honorable for your own sake. So the, the, the final manifestation of forgiveness is not always restoration. Like it doesn't always restore the relationship. The, the final manifestation of forgiveness is freedom. I'm free. I'm not in the trap anymore. Now we may not ever talk again in Jesus name, but I'm not in the trap. You got, you got to see that. And I am responsible to do, watch what it said, do all I can. I can't answer for them, but I can't answer for me. And that's, that's when the Lord gave me this phrase. If you're a part of this church, you've heard me say this phrase before. I'm going to say it again. I'll say it a thousand more times. When I got off that phone call with him and he said, we're done talking about it. I remember praying and I was so frustrated 
And I, the, 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 the thought in my mind was, I will forgive when he apologizes, right? That was the thought, like, I'm ready, Lord, when he apologizes. And I got this phrase, and I've said it a million times, you do not need an apology to move forward. You do not need an apology to forgive. You do not need an apology to be free. Some, some of you are waiting and on an apology that you will never get. I'm not being cold. I'm not being insensitive. I'm not telling you to get over it. I'm telling you, you don't need that. Because it, for me, it was a lie that I believed. Yeah. Well, I'll be free when he changes. And God goes, he don't have authority over you. You got authority over you. He's not God. I'm God. He's not Lord. Jesus is Lord. See, you got you to you see the difference. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Go ahead. Be angry. I love that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Be angry. You do well to be angry. Feel the emotion. Feel the pain. Feel the... Yeah, I'm not denying it, but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. Now, this is the message. You know, the old King James says, be ye angry and do not sin. That means I can be angry and not sin. I can be angry, but not give it. it. I can feel anger, but not be fueled by anger. Feel it, don't be fueled by it. Feel it, don't be empowered by it. And don't stay angry. Like, and don't stay angry. Four little words. What's that? That means it's your choice. Don't go to bed angry. Does that mean that when you lay your head on your pillow at night, you're completely 100% free from it? No. It means in your heart you're saying, God, I don't want this in me. I don't want this in me. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Foothold. Imagine the door shutting and boom, they get their foot in right before it shuts. And now there's a crack. And, and Paul says, don't leave a crack open to the plans of the enemy. Wow. Don't stay angry. Because the moment I stay angry, the enemy now has a crack a voice. Now the false prophet can speak and it doesn't, it doesn't hit the wall. There's an opening for the voice to get in. <sighs> so I cannot change how I feel right away. But I can do something with what I feel. That's the difference. I can't change how I feel, but I can change what I do with what I feel. Now, again, we're, we're in America, and we love to be authentic, and we love to be real, and we love to be true to myself, and we love to live in my truth, and, and, and I'm not against all of that. I, I want you to be authentic. I want you to be real. But sometimes, if you're going to follow Jesus long enough, there's going to be times that God's going to call you to do something you don't want to do. Well, that, that'll feel uh, like I'm not being authentic. No, it'll, it'll be maturity. Think about that. If you only do what you feel, you're done, man. You're toast. 
in the kingdom, you're toast. No, maturity says, I know how I feel, but I know what God's calling me to do. And I'm going to choose what God's calling me to do over how I feel right now. And as I do what God's calling me to do, I will, I will obey my way into better emotions. Man, this is huge. Father, forgive them. Luke 23, 34. Luke 23, 34. Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know the pain they're causing. Lord, forgive them because they don't even get it. See, when I, when I say you don't need an apology, th there will be people who will hurt you that don't even know they hurt you. And even if you confronted them and asked them for an apology, their apology probably wouldn't be good enough because they weren't self-aware to know that they hurt you. And only you know your own bitterness. So you confront them and say, you need to apologize. And they go, oh, sorry, you're offended. Well, that's not going to work. That's not. Am I saying we should not apologize? Of course not. Am I, am I saying that if you know you have an issue right now with somebody, should you not go repent? Of course you should. But I'm saying for people, there are people right now who are watching this, who are listening to this. You're mad at someone who's dead. They can't apologize to you. You're apologizing to people that you'll never speak to. They can't apologize to you. You're going to need something more. Yep. Jesus was able to forgive people who did not know and who would not repent. But in his heart, he goes, I won't let that offense. Some of you are waiting on something that you'll never get when you have already received something that they could never Give. Because that person can't give you freedom. Only Jesus can. Jesus says, Father, release them. Let them go. Forgive them. They, they, they don't understand what they're doing. And as I'm saying this, some of you are yelling at me right now. Not, not out loud, I hope. But I can, I can hear you going, but this is hard. But let me remind you, you are anointed for the hard stuff. You're anointed for the tough stuff. You're anointed for the challenging stuff. I am? Yeah, you are. I know we don't want to hear that, but you are. Because watch this. You don't need grace for the easy stuff. You need grace for the challenging stuff. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. There's a grace available for the offense. There's a grace available for the pain. There's a grace available for the heartache. There's a grace available for what they did to you. There's a grace available to get you out of that scandal on and away from the fence and into freedom. Lastly, I'll just end with this. If, if you know that you need to forgive somebody, you need to do it. I want to challenge you to begin a process of forgiveness. Number two, if you're watching this and you know you need to repent to somebody, you need to do it. Because until you do, you're not going to get anywhere with God. Let me prove it to you. Because this whole thing isn't just about 
for the people who have been hurt. I'm talking about if you've hurt somebody and you know it, fix it. Well, they're, they're mad at me, but it's their, it's their problem. Try to go fix it. Try to fix it. Matthew 5, 23. If you're presenting a gift before the altar in the temple and suddenly you remember a quarrel you have with a fellow believer, leave your gift and go at once and apologize to the one who is offended. Well, that's their problem. Jesus says, go fix it. You're in church on a Sunday and you're worshiping. Oh man, God's so good. Your goodness is running after me. And all of a sudden you think about someone. Jesus says, stop worshiping and pick up your phone. And go, hey, can we talk this week? My bad. I want to make this right. I'm, I'm sorry for anything that I've done. And you may know what it is, and, or they might just be offended and you kind of don't know what it is. But you go, I know, I know there's a fence between us and I don't want it. That's, see, that's another level of maturity. Not just to forgive those who hurt you, but to truly repent if you've done anything. If there's any possible anything, you got, I want to be at peace with all men. Yeah. I want people mad at me. I want people frustrated with me. And, and, and if the Holy Spirit, uh, here's what I think is awesome. Jesus says if you're presenting a gift at the altar, here's what happens. You get in church, you get in the presence of God, and the Holy Ghost starts working on you, huh? He starts messing with you. And you start going, oh, man. Man, I got to call them. Man, I got to work on that. Man, that's not right. And so Jesus says, in that moment, respond in the moment. Because you know what you'll do? You'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll worry about it on Thursday. And you'll forget. Yep. Or you'll choose to forget. <laughs> Jesus says, in the moment when the Holy Spirit pricks your heart, seek restoration. Seek it. Doesn't always mean it will lead to restoration. It means, though, that you want freedom. Who told you to stay offended? And the Lord wants to free us from offense. And if you want to be free from offense, God will help you. God will free you. God will change your life. I pray for you in Jesus' name. I pray that today his grace would be sufficient. I know this is a challenging word, a challenging idea, a challenging thought, a challenging truth from God's word, but I'm praying that even this week the the oil of the Holy Spirit, the healing oil of the Spirit of God, the balm of Gilead, the the very healing presence of God would begin to do something deep in your heart. I believe that God will give you sufficient grace for the pain you've endured. That God will lead you in any relationships that you need to seek restoration in. You are anointed for these challenging moments. And God will help you. God will help you. God will help you. Just as you're sitting there in this moment, maybe you're just, just kind of think this prayer in your own mind. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me right now? What are you, if there's anything in me, Holy Spirit, Free me from it. If there's anyone I need to repent to, show it to me. If there's anyone I need to forgive, show it to me. If there's there's any offense, if there's any place I'm trapped, I'm in scandal on, help me in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, the Lord will. He will this week. 
He'll lead you this week. He'll talk to you this week. Be open to that whisper of the Holy Spirit. And then take that step of faith and obedience to God. And you're going to get out of that trap. Offenses will come, but you don't have to stay offended. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen, and amen.